Simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected anywhere and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Navigate easily by powering apps like real-time GPS and voice assistant. Keep everyone entertained with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity roadblock your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first class luxury meets world class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new, and it's streaming now on Hulu. This is the most dramatic podcast ever, an iHeartRadio podcast. Chris Harrison and Lauren Zima coming to you from the home office in Austin, Texas. And, uh, you know, can I still say happy holidays? Because... It's time for the kids and everybody to go back to school. It's time to get back to what is this has been the long COVID version of the holidays. These holidays (laughs) will not end. No, here's well, here's what it is. I think they're on weird days this year, like New Year's Day being on a Monday. That felt weird Christmas. And so it made the whole week feel totally thrown. How many of us said, wait, what day is it? And I think, honey, that we just have two kids in college right now. They have a month long break. And by the way, here's how we're feeling. We love them. We are so happy they are home. It has been an awesome trip. I know that they're ready to get rid of us at this point. They want to go back to their lives. We were talking today in the kitchen and they were both like kind of had long faces and they're like, they were both talking and I walked in on the conversation about they're ready to get back, that they're not exactly excited to get back to school but they're ready to get back to school because that's their lives. And I, I, I remember, even though it was like back in the dark ages, um, 
go, you know, so ready to go back to school because you've built your life with your friends, fraternity brothers, sorority sisters, your club, your soccer, your sports, whatever it is. And then you kind of get ripped out of it. You go home and it's kind of refreshing. You're back in your own bed. You're eating some home cooked meals. You got a washer and dryer, but man, it goes quick. Well, it's not good for anybody to go too long without a daily routine. And with these breaks, especially I think for kids in um, who have parents who are divorced and they have to go to each family and they might be in different states, they can't really work during the winter break. It's like not right. enough time to get a job. You know, it's not summer. Yeah. But so then they like don't have a routine during the day. How long is a high school break? I don't remember. They all went back to school. So they everyone pretty much got out the 15th of December, that that Friday, whatever. That that actually hit well. And then it was go, probably going back this last Monday. Here's what I think. Every school winter break should be three weeks. I think that's the right amount. Because we're coming up to the Martin Luther King holiday. Right. And now our kids are not only off for the holidays, they're now off for the next MLK day. Then they're going back to school. Yeah. And I know some colleges uh, down in the SEC, down in the South, they're going the following week. They're still out another week, which is just insane. Um, so, and, you know, when they get out for, for summer. I want and you all to that, picture this. Imagine going to stay home with your parents now for no, a month. No, no, <laughs> zero. We're, we're, they zero. have to be so yeah. sick of us. <laughs> well, because I, I don't get the, you know, because I don't have the bribe of home cooked meals and the washer and dryer being such a novelty. Um, at least we got that over the kids. Um, but we had a great holiday and it's still going on. Um, you know, it's we're pretty much going to get into spring break and we're still going to be okay, on but Christmas we did, holiday. We did something that I'm not sure we've ever done with the kids before because I don't know if many Gen Zers do it. Yeah. We watched some of the Golden Globes with Taylor. Yes. Like I've never, and I I think that when I was, when I know that when I was younger, I watched awards shows because back then that was the only time you saw celebrities. Now they're on social media. Right. So the Golden Globes, we watched them with Taylor. It was interesting to kind of watch it through her eyes. You realize it makes you feel a little old because you realize she doesn't know a lot of like the older movie stars. Um, Were we... Is it because we've moved out of Hollywood and, you know, both and I, both you and I worked, I've worked the red carpet. So have you, we've been to all the parties. One of the last things we did in LA before we moved was going to the Gold Globes parties and all that. And it was fun. It's a great, of all the parties, I would say the Globes are fun because everybody's in the Hilton there and it's, it's a kind of everyone's together. Um, but you and I both didn't know they were on. Is it? Is it a lack of? What's the lack of awareness? It's is a it, good don't question. Care anymore? I was texting with a friend. Apparently, CBS just got the rights to the Globes. Okay. Because remember, the Globes went through this controversy in the past couple of years. The Hollywood Foreign Press Association was under fire for its lack of diversity. They were kind of disbanded. NBC didn't air, refused to air the Globes a few years ago. I think they went up for sale. Apparently, CBS, my former employer, got the rights just a few weeks ago. So there wasn't a lot of promotion. Joe Coy, the host said he only got the gig 10 days beforehand. I heard reports that a lot of people turned it down. So overall we watched a little of the globes. I didn't really see the red carpet beforehand, the red carpet coverage. Yeah, I saw no red carpet coverage, but we watched the monologue on. Yes. And the Globes are back numbers wise. I mean, not back, but a lot better than last year, which was a record low. But it, it me, I feel like the past couple of days I've spent discussing what is the future of awards shows? Like, did you think the Globes were good? Well, in all fairness, and I'm not, I'm not getting on this, this Globes. I think it did a, uh, 
a 1.4 rating in the demographic, which is that 18 to 49 year old coveted demographic. I believe six and a half, maybe 7 million viewers. I mean, that's fine if you're like in CIS or something. Like if you're a regular show, a survivor finale on CBS, 1.4 would be good. An award show, live event, like football. Football was on at the same time, Bills, Dolphins. It probably did 14 to 18 million viewers. So, two to three X what yeah. the Globes did. So, that just tells you these shows have become, I don't know if they've become obsolete, and I'm not trying to be mean at all, but they have become not the relevant talking point they used to be. Well, I think there's a couple of things that aren't their fault. Like, one, again, this used to be the only place you could see celebrities. Yes. Now you see them on social media everywhere. Two, this used or award shows used to be one of the only places you could see really great fashion. Now we see fashion on social yeah. media constantly. Um, three, uh, you know, the pandemic didn't help. It accelerated a down a decline that was already happening. But I also think, and I don't know where this starts, the chicken or the egg of it all. Overall, my biggest issue with the Globes, it just wasn't that fun. These awards shows aren't fun anymore. First of all, let's talk about Joe Coy. I have a new term for a bad joke. I call it a Joe Coy. <laughs> <laughs> He's now become the punchline of a joke. Ironically, he is the funny punchline of a joke. So uh, the jokes were, okay, I, I, I'll give him this. People say this who have hosted these shows. And Steve Martin just came out and defended him a little bit because Steve Martin's hosted the Oscars and other awards shows over yeah, the years. Brilliantly, by the and way. And Steve Martin said, it's a very difficult job. Um, congrats to him because he took on the toughest gig in show business. Now, I know that it's difficult, but the low-hanging fruit jokes by Joe Coy, yeah. the joke about Barbie being a movie about a doll with big boobs. The, the joke about like, I don't know why we were there. I think there was a, a joke, you know, a joke about Barry Keoghan's penis. It, it, it was just so yeah, the, the Oppenheimer needing to be an hour longer or that kind of, it was just, it was so basic. Yeah. And then he turned on his writers in the middle of the monologue, yeah. started blaming them saying, I didn't write the jokes that you're not laughing at. You know what I noticed about the whole room just to start the look of it, because they changed the room. Um, they added that. So if you noticed, it was kind of in the round. They had the regular stage that they're always on. It's the same ballroom. It's at the Beverly Hilton there in Beverly Hills. You can drive by it at uh, Wilshire and uh, and uh, what is that right there? Santa Monica, right there uh, in Beverly Hills. Same hotel forever. But they added this circular thing in the round, and they the stage. They took away cameramen and women. Uh, and added, they just put in electronic cameras. Did you notice that? There was like three cameras on the stage that would electronically come up to either hit the host or the presenters or whoever it was. It was a really weird thing. So anyway, the point is they took much of that lower room where all the big stars usually sit. So to me, it looked like 10 pounds of you know what shoved in a five pound sack. The whole room looked so crowded. Everybody couldn't get to the stage. People, no one knew what was going on. Most of the show was people walking around people's chairs. It was so yeah. like there. And, and that to me is so basic. Like I get it, CBS, you only just got the show, but think about if, if when we were planning our wedding, we were thinking about how much space there was between tables for people to walk around. Bradley Cooper looked like he was at a Catholic mass. He got up and down out of his seat so much, it looked like he was praying because 
he had to get up every time someone came by because there was no room to just walk to the stage. Rule number one, people are going to win. Get them to the stage. It looked, it just looked so uncomfortable. I know. And you know, I was texting my friend and I was my friend who used to work at ET and we were like, are we just burnt out because we worked in the industry? But I'm looking at it thinking- We've done this before. I, I, we've been doing the Globes for decades. How do we not know? Space the room out a little bit. How do we not know? Don't make people walk a long time to the stage because that's just dead air. How do we not know? The guy doing the monologue, like it, it can be a little better. I know that it's tough because you're playing to a very varied group of people, not only in the room and at home, but I actually think it's time for us to be done with hosted award shows. Yeah. It doesn't work 90% of the time. The only times I can remember the Globes being great were when it was Tina Fey and Amy Poehler together. And they some people like Ricky it. Gervais. Could, I mean, but Tina Fey and thing. Amy were the best. We love Ricky Gervais, meaning the rest of America. The Hollywood crowd did not like Ricky Gervais because he absolutely- he came for them. <laughs> he came for them. The Jeffrey Epstein jokes, the Weinstein jokes, the- I mean, he, he just sh- would shine a big bright light on the hypocrisy that is Hollywood- and the rest of us loved it because it was so fantastic and it was spot on. The glares and the odd looks of, I'll never forget, like Tom Hanks looking around so uncomfortably. And I mean, so he, it was like, he just made Hollywood so uncomfortable, but it was brilliant. Now, Amy Poehler, Tina Fey, A++. I mean, they, they, were, they did it the best. Yeah. I, th- I, I think at this point, though, the comedians, because I hear a lot of people be like, like, for example, Kristen Wiig and Will Ferrell, oh my gosh, I loved seeing them together again as presenters. They were so funny. And I thought to myself, this is what the show should be. Just have really good presenting pairs, people who know each other. Andre Day and John Batiste were so funny together. Put together people who know each other. Do not do Kevin Costner and America Ferreira. Poor America Ferreira up there was drowning. I don't know what Kevin Costner was doing. I don't think he had read through it. I don't think he knew what he was saying. Maybe he needed his reading glasses. I was so uncomfortable. And America Ferreira, God bless her, tried to carry on and still hit her punchlines. It was horrifying. I just wanted music to play and go to commercial. It was so horrifying. I don't know what happened there. So I think pairs of presenters who are friends who can do really well together. No host, just pairs of presenters. Because also, I like I heard like Taylor said to me, "Oh my gosh, Will Ferrell and Kristen Wiig were so funny together. Why don't they just get them to host?" By the way, the the suits reunion. That that was great. Love right. seeing them back on stage. And that was a really cute joke about taking so long for a show to be recognized. So I, I agree. But I, I said to Taylor, Tay, it's not that they like haven't asked them. Right. These comedians, like a Will Ferrell and Kristen Wig, it is so much more advantageous to them to say, We're just gonna come out, crush our two minutes of presenting. Right. We're not gonna take the risk of being cause the Joe Coy job, the host job is a risk. It can be hugely detrimental to your career. This was not a win for him. I mean, he can still be doing a stand-up at the Laugh Factory. And I have never watched his stand-up, but it's probably not reflective. He's probably a better stand-up comedian uh, than some this. Some comedians have come out and said that, you know, this is not indicative of, of how funny he can be and all that. Look, I, I don't know, but he was up against it. Eventually, you're going to get to someone who will say yes for the job. Ten days out, that's an impossible task to come in and try and host the Golden Globes. But knowing that, you should have accepted the loss and just kind of stayed a little straighter, hit a couple of jokes, and just moved on. He, it was an impossible job, but he really made it worse by the jokes he made. And I, the other thing I would say is, 
we're done with the voiceover going in and the out of break. The voiceovers were so bad. It's usually it usually it's uh one of the disc jockeys, one of the DJs, radio people from LA that that do it, and it's not their fault because somebody writes it. And if you don't know what we're talking about, it's coming up after the break. Meryl Streep is, you know, sitting around waiting to see if, <laughs> if you know, and they take a shot of Meryl Streep and it's Martin Scorsese. The Martin Scorsese one was the worst one because they'd clearly pre-planned it, but oh my gosh, we need to pivot. The Martin Scorsese voiceover was coming up. Martin Scorsese can't sit still. And he was literally sitting so I mean, in his chair in the shot. Scorsese, I the, think he did fall asleep. At look, one point. there are so many stars. That's the beautiful thing about the Globes is you do have so many big stars in that room. You don't need a voiceover. You don't need to tell somebody what's coming up next. We know what we're watching. Just show stars. Just show Taylor Swift, Jennifer Aniston, Bradley Cooper. You know, Jason Bateman was right there. Joaquin Phoenix. You had Timothy Chalamet right there. Come on. We so, have lost the fun. They were so cheesy. Let's talk about, I'm thinking of what you just brought up, Joaquin Phoenix. Let's process this. At one table was Joaquin Phoenix, Nicolas Cage, and Jared Leto. That is the weirdest table. That's the most awesome. I say this with love for all of them. You know what it is? That's the table. And you and I just had this issue. You get to your wedding and there's like that person that doesn't quite fit. You're not sure what to do with them. So you have this table. That's like table X at your wedding. It's like, well, what do we do with Jared Leto? I don't know. He's kind of on his own. Well, there's Nick Cage. All right. Well, let's put like, you know, Timothy Chalamet there too. But it was funny because poor uh, Joaquin Phoenix wasn't his fault, but he was on camera a lot the way they were shooting back towards that screen. And he just had his hand, you know, his head in his hand, like half asleep, like, oh God, like just let this be over. Kate, but why can the voiceover not be? Well, there's Jared Leto, Nicolas Cage, and Joaquin Phoenix. What the hell are they talking yeah, about? Like, like, what that? a table is that? Like, <laughs> have have writers, have late night writers ready to go with jokes. Or just my thing is Nat Sound. Go to break with 15 seconds of Nat Sound of stars. You're showing Ted Lasso because it's the one room I will say where you have these amazing get-togethers because we are so compact in those rooms. It's all of a sudden. Ted Lasso, Jason Sudeikis is talking to Meryl Streep. You never see that, right? right? You see Meryl Streep hugging Jennifer Aniston, or you just see these weird kind of, you're like, oh, I didn't know everybody was freaking out about Bill Hader and uh, dating the- Oh, uh, Ali Wong. Ali yeah. Wong. Everyone's like, stop the internet. I didn't know they were dating. So show that. Just just show that. Just That's show enough. it and let it happen, I yeah. think. We don't need so there was the voiceovers really took it me reeked, back to the seventies. And it reeked of like just a lack of it said something like love celebrities fanning out over each other. I'm right. like, that when was this written? It it was so bad. And the moments are happening because That's what did a, we get? Selena Gomez going over to talk to Taylor Swift and Kaylee Teller to say whatever gossip she had to say. And that moment was probably the biggest moment of the Globes. And this is where, and I, I, I do think it was Dick Clark Productions. And I've been a part of these productions before because I've gone on and done some stuff for the uh, Oscars and the Academy and some of these shows. You have very, very old school TV people. And I mean, old school um, so you're talking biologically they've been doing elder. This, yes. Yeah. They were, they were doing this when John Wayne was winning Oscars and they're like, this is what we're going to write. And, and you write it five days before it happens. So they don't quite get the TikTok, Instagram stories world we live in where all we really want to see, you're basically showing reels. Show us five second reels going to break. 
Boom. Taylor Swift. Oh my God. What are they talking about? I don't know. There's, is that Jared Leto with Nick Cage? Oh my God. Switch over to Jason Bateman hugging on. That's all we want is quick reels. I don't need the voiceovers. Just show that going to break. So having done all the live TV you've done, I mean, you did live after shows, you did Miss America live. What I did the red carpets at all of the all yeah, but that's different. I mean, I've done I've done those. That's very different than like a show because the live red carpets you're kind of like people are coming and it's it's a little harder. I'm talking a produced show where you have a run of show, but it is live. What advice would you give to anybody about to undertake something like this? What are like three and producing it all together or hosting? What are three takeaways? Three pitfalls that live TVs can get into my thing because i produce i i produce executive produce and hosted the red carpets for tv guide for many years and my thing was don't forget what the fans want to see and you hit the nail on the head so 10 days out instead of trying to find somebody again at one of the local laugh factories or the comedy club just go without a host you know, this year. you know what annoyed me why didn't they just do that and i know i've been saying this but Take here's another loss. well here's another reason it annoyed me what I actually wanted to see, what you're saying, what the fans wanted to see, I would have loved to Stars. let people's speeches breathe a little bit you more. You know what I would have done? I would have said, we don't have a host this year. Robert Downey Jr., will you open the show? Jason Bateman, will you open the show? Will Farrell, will you just open the show? Don't, don't, don't do a monologue. 30 seconds. Let's just kick this thing off with a big star that is very beloved. That's the mm-hmm. Steve Martin. That's the Billy Crystal. It's just someone we want to, you know, that's going to make us feel good. You don't have to rip the room. That's Ricky Gervais's thing. Uh, Amy Poehler and Tina Fey were brilliant at what they did, but just let stars be stars. That's what we want to see. Um, and, and you know, bring a dynamic duo out. Maybe open it with Will Ferrell and whoever. Yeah. I mean, Robert Downey Jr.'s speech made me laugh more than anything Joe Coy he said that way. He crushed the room. And you saw that natural charisma he has, and he's probably more comfortable in that room. He's been in it. His friends are in it. You need somebody who's comfortable. It took me a while to figure out my mom is more than just a mom. She's got a whole life outside of motherhood. Mary Beth, she is a force to be reckoned with. Successful career, many talents, a great friend group. I could go on and on about my mom. I love her dearly. Well, this Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She deserves the best. That's why I'm sending farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And I got you 25% off your entire Books purchase so you can send some too. Here's why I like Books. Books is different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. Books has also made it easy. I went online, picked the delivery date, and I'm done. Mother's Day is May 12th, right around the corner. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your Books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, the wife, aunt, hey, even your grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code Chris for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code Chris. Books.com and use promo code Chris. Simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected anywhere and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Navigate easily by powering apps like real-time GPS and voice assistant. Keep everyone entertained with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. 
Don't let connectivity roadblock your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. How about uh, that rom-com we saw with Taylor, um, Anyone But You, has been doing really well at the box office. Please let that inspire Hollywood to make rom-coms again, comedies and romantic movies. And we had, the, you know, and, and the Jennifer Lawrence rom, I know it wasn't being celebrated, but it was like- No hard feelings. No, she was nominated yeah, at the Globes. And it was fun. It and was by fun. the way, she was cute when she, when she had her little close-up. And yes, she's like, she's if I don't win, I'm leaving. Now, I want to talk a little bit about the red carpet because you mentioned mm-hmm. you've done it, I've done it. We did not watch it. Um, my old home ET did a combo carpet with variety, um, because, and there was no E red carpet this year. Oh, really? Now I don't know exactly why that was. Was that Um, the first, that must be the first time in a long time. Yeah. I don't know if they just didn't want to pay to do it or if I I don't know, but so there was no crust out. I mean, that's, that's a, (laughs) well, you think about it. That's a missing piece. You know, Seacrest is gone. Juliana Rancic did it for forever. And all those people are long gone. And I guess so. Yeah, it it was expensive. Yes. And it was critiqued very heavily. Everything that I saw, I did not watch any of it, but it was critiqued very heavily. Um, It is very difficult, but at the same time, I'm also wondering like, is that part of it all dead today? The red carpet reporters, like it used to be fashion police and critiquing and all that. It be, there was backlash to that. It was like no bullying, no meanness, but the thing is now I feel like that just happens on social media. Like now right. the red carpet reporters. And I know I personally was like very, you're almost afraid to even show personality because you don't want to upset anybody. Right. And so, and you're just trying to do your job, but you also have a bunch of mandates in your head, but now it's just everybody on social media is just critiquing everyone. It's just moved there. Do you think that in the case of a live show, do you go to your monologue and then do you go back and like check the reactions before you go out again and respond in some way? Or do you just power through the live show and look at it all after? I was always, so you know, we, we had this battle on the bachelor. There were two guys and I say guys, two men in particular that lived, ate, drank and slept whatever was said on Twitter. I mean, one tweet could shape their world. My thought when I was doing live TV was we drove social media, not vice versa. We would create topics. We want to go viral. We want to be talked about. It's very rare that I would bring up a topic that I saw on social media. And it's very rare that that works. Everyone tried to E. I I worked at E. I worked at ET. I worked at all these places. You name it. I did all those places. And everybody tried to do the same thing. And you know this. How do we incorporate social media into our red carpet shows? And it never quite worked out. I think that's another part of the problem too, is like we would always be trying to find, trying to like, it's like they spend the red carpets trying to get on top of like this latest thing or create a viral moment or whatever. And 
And you can't. That's the whole thing. You can't make it happen. The quote unquote viral moment, and I hate even saying the word viral because it sounds so dated, but that happens on accident when you happen to catch Selena Gomez going over to say something gossipy to Taylor Swift and you happen to get it and then it's fire. Yeah. It You cannot create it. And I think the best thing to do is to go for quality content and let the viral stuff happen. But everyone's very afraid to do that. Like, I was always like, we're, it's like we're, again, the tail wagging the dog. We're chasing this instead of like, let's ask the questions we really want to know the answers to. And then hopefully the viral, mo- the moments will happen out of that. I used to really enjoy the red carpets. And it was, I'll take people kind of inside baseball. So when you're doing the Grammys, Oscars, all these, and I was executive producing and hosting, I would have to go meet with the, the Academy. So I would go sit down with the Academy. It was me and our other executives. And you're basically begging, borrowing, and stealing. You're doing everything you can to basically bribe these people to get a good spot on the carpet. So E, usually Seacrest, E would go in first. They'd have their meeting. They would usually get spot number one. TV Guide was either number two or number three. Then it was us. And it was big on where your spot was on the carpet, how big your stage was allowed to be. Like It was a big deal. Seacrest at the Oscars didn't have to stand behind the hedges. There's this row of hedges that we all have to stand behind. And at the end of the day, your thighs look like a porcupine hit you. And, you know, Ryan had a little red velvet rope. He got to stand. It was like little things like that. So you could be buddy, buddy. And the conversations were great. We used to have really good, fun stuff. The, the, the actors came to be funny. You just wanted to set them up and have a good time. And you got a lot more viral stuff. And I also think that you have to be live. If these shows aren't live, then they're meaningless because you're doing a red carpet before the Oscars. As soon as the Oscars air it's obsolete because you're asking them about the Oscars. And so if it's not live, then it really doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. The Oscars were the hardest one too, because everybody's so done by the end. It's the end of awards season. Um, By the way, I'm just seeing this. Greta Gerwig did respond to the Joe Coy Barbie joke. She was, she's doing an interview and she just responded to it. She said, well, he's not wrong. She's the first doll that was mass produced with breasts. So he's right on. (laughs) (laughs) See, Good response by yeah, her. Greta, well done. Didn't really draw a line one way or the other. Because um, it would have been easy for her to crap on him because it's low-hanging fruit because everybody's dogged on him. But Well, I, I don't I'm, think it's, it would have been low-hanging fruit for her. I think it would have been fair for her because she would have been like, wow, well, that's what I, I mean. made it. It would have been easy. So yeah. I, I like that she kind of was just, yeah, it's funny. Like, that's fine. It's okay. I mean, it wasn't funny, but it was there. You know what I will say for Joe Coy? I don't think he's done. I think one thing that these awards shows does drive home to me. Mm-hmm. Hollywood is such an industry, and I mean this in a hopeful way. Big swings, big misses, big ups, big downs. I mean, you're looking there. One thing everybody was talking about from the Globes was that Bradley Cooper spent like six years on Maestro, and it is getting shut out. It is not winning. He is not winning for it. And Or like Joaquin Phoenix is there. But not for Napoleon. Napoleon's this huge epic. Nobody's talking about. No one's talking about. And it doesn't mean his career's over. It doesn't mean these directors' careers are over. It is an industry where you can be completely in the gutter one minute and then all it takes is your next thing to work. So, you know, I don't want Joe Coy's career to be over for this. I think he did his best and it was a really tough job. But I am saying I'm done with hosts at awards shows. Just give me two great minutes. From a Will Ferrell and a Kristen Wiig, two great minutes right. from a Tina Fey and an Amy Poehler, whatever. Emmys are coming up. Uh, they're Monday, but it's weird because the Emmys are 
being replaced from last year so because they didn't they, host not the replaced, emmys in, they're delayed these yeah. are the emmys that were supposed to air in like september <laughs> this but is the gonna writer's blow strike, everybody's mind by the way yeah the writer's strike held them off so like jeremy allen white was nominated for season two of the bear at yeah. the golden globes yeah but a week later he's nominated at the emmys for season one of the bear i think yes I could be Which, wrong. Which, by the way, was better than season two, so he should win both. It's it screwed up. They were supposed to air <laughs> so in September. So there's going to be probably a lot of Ted Lasso, a lot of Succession, a lot of... Which, by the way, kudos to Succession. I mean, that was fantastic. I love seeing them being honored because, it would, God, it was such a good show. Um, but yeah, you're going to see a lot of that at the Emmys because we're going back a year, which is really weird. Yeah, or is it weird. even the last year of Ted Lasso? I don't we, know. Is it the <laughs> season No, I was before? just going to say, I don't think you're going to see... I don't know about a lot of Succession <laughs> oh and Ted Lasso. Oh, my God. I don't know. Anyway, so the Emmys I'm, are up, and then we have the. I don't know if anyone's hosting the Emmys, uh, and then you have the Oscars, and I think Jimmy Kimmel's already been tapped to do the Oscars again, which will be really interesting to see how he handles the Oscars. But it's a very friendly room for him. Those are his people. It took me a while to figure out my mom is more than just a mom. She's got a whole life outside of motherhood. Mary Beth, she is a force to be reckoned with successful career, many talents, a great friend group. I could go on and on about my mom. I love her dearly. Well, this Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She deserves the best. That's why I'm sending farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And I got you 25% off your entire Books purchase so you can send some too. Here's why I like Books. Books is different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. Books has also made it easy. I went online, picked the delivery date, and I'm done. Mother's Day is May 12th, right around the corner. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your Books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, the wife, aunt, hey, even your grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code Chris for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code Chris. Books.com and use promo code Chris. Simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected anywhere and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Navigate easily by powering apps like real-time GPS and voice assistant. Keep everyone entertained with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity roadblock your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We're on a golden theme. Well, we wanted to ask you about this because a couple people were DMing and asking for your thoughts. Yeah, I've gotten a few of these. People have been asking about this moment. Um, 
I guess the Golden Bachelor wedding aired. Yes. Um, now, we have not seen it. Neither of us watched it. So I want to say that. Yeah. But Disclaimer. People- we, we have not watched. <laughs> but people were asking for your thoughts on the fact that someone got engaged at the Golden Bachelor wedding. Now, I will say, I think we did a podcast episode about this. We did. Where we both adamantly said, we do not think it is okay for people to get engaged at other people's weddings. I think it steals the spotlight from the bride and groom. Um, There's 364 other days of the year you can do this. So I am not okay with it, but I don't think this was a normal wedding. So our our genius uh, producer, uh, Easton, was there. Easton, you you were at the wedding, right? I, I was. I, I wasn't at the ceremony. I was on site at the wedding doing some work. Okay, so so give us give us your little play by play because I have not seen it and I have not seen video. But you're you're saying they asked permission. I understand that they got permission from Gary and Teresa to do that. Was that off air or on air? That was off air. Okay. On air, it didn't. It looked like it was a spur of the moment thing. <laughs> yeah, of course. Were there cameras? There were cameras. There was <laughs> okay. a throw to it. They were lit. <laughs> okay. So there is nothing spur of the moment about this. So look, thank you, Easton, uh, our intrepid reporter on the scene there, breaking news. So, okay, here's the thing that you need to know about this moment. And because I know that this young man, I don't know who it was, but he's getting backlash for it um, because, oh, how dare you steal the limelight from this person that was at their wedding? Guys, this was 100% scripted, 100% planned. As soon as I, I did not see it, but this is how I know it's hundred percent. They said he pulled out a Neil Lane ring. He didn't go buy a Neil Lane ring. Nobody, no one from the bachelor goes to buy a Neil Lane ring. That means it was given to him. So that that's the only clue I needed. When I heard Neil Lane, I go, okay, they gave him a ring. One of the producers, this is their job. One of the producers called this young man and said, Hey, you know, are do you think you would propose the wedding? This would be really great. We'll get it on camera. We'll. I don't know if it aired during the wedding. I have no idea. If not, it'll air coming up. You'll see it at one of the specials or the next. I don't know what incarnation of the show they're they're showing next. But one hundred percent, this was set up by the producers. the 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 Golden Bachelor guy and his uh, wife. Uh, they were told about it so they wouldn't get upset. Everybody knew. There were cameras there. It was lit. It was staged. The director, Ken Fuchs, told him exactly where to be, where to stand, where to kneel, who was behind him. The stage was set. Everything about that moment, 100% was set up. Of course. My guess is that there are three cameras. They probably had a nice wide shot, maybe even a four with a jib. You're going to see a nice, when you see it, you'll see a jib pull back. You'll see a tight shot on him, tight shot on her. The three, the the two shot, and then you probably have a nice jib shot. (laughs) So we had four cameras for this impromptu moment. I need someone to go and check and see if he's correct on this. I guarantee you that's what it was. I I, like, which by the way is fine. By the way, I'm not, I'm not poo-pooing on it. That's what I would do too. That's why I know is I've been a part of these moments and none of these were surprised. Nothing like that would ever happen as a surprise at our show. Because by the way, if it did happen as a surprise, a producer would be fired. Because if you allowed that to sneak in and we didn't know and we didn't get it on camera, then you failed at your job and you didn't know the story. We are here in defense of whoever mm-hmm. got engaged because, of like again, if it's a regular wedding, different story. This is a televised wedding. This is a show. This is a production. 
Everything that's happened is choreographed. Everything is intentional. You're creating an entertainment show. I'm not saying it was not a real wedding, but it's an entertainment show wedding for people. So that was a beat in the story. It was a plot point. <laughs> Sean and Catherine's wedding I, I hosted. Jaden Tanner's uh, I offici- hosted and officiated. Uh, you know, same thing with Ashley and JP. So the day before, um, well, several days before, we would do a run through just kind of a table read. Basically, I would get my book and I would know exactly what's going on. The day before, we actually have a rehearsal. So that's just how, that's how technical and lined up this is. We would rehearse everything. I would read through the prompter to make sure the prompter's good. All the lights are good. We would test them because, you know, usually I would be in different areas. You know, you would start as the host and I'd go on stage and make sure those microphones work to make sure the the lines of communication and the, the lighting look good. And Dennis, our amazing lighting director, would make sure that the shadows are gone and all that. Then we, you know, often we would go inside and have the reception set up. So for like Jaden Tanner, it's like, okay, Seal came and played. Okay, make room for Seal and the lighting and all that. And so all of this is to say that it is very organized. It's a, it, like Lauren said, it's a television show we don't just put cameras up and hope it goes well. You have to produce this stuff. Um, if you're, if you leave everybody to their own devices, you're not just like, if someone had brought cameras to our wedding and said, okay, let's just go live. That's not interesting. You don't know who you're following. You know, you know, you would need to mic everybody and know what's going on. And you would create the pods of people talking and all that. You would get the shot of Jason and Caitlin together. It's actually something I loved about our wedding was that we you, that. <laughs> well, no, no. I mean oh. that you were able to produce it a little bit. I did. I did when, produce our wedding. When we went to the location the day before, which I think most bride and grooms do, you have a rehearsal dinner or something, you rehearse it a little bit. But we changed the time of the wedding a little bit. We did. Because Chris was looking at the way the light was hitting. And he's like, the eye, the light's going to be right in your eyes here. Or it's going to be right in the eyes of the crowd. Like, And and so you were a good 20 years producer. of television kicked in because we were going to get married right at 6 o'clock. And kind of this golden hour. And I hadn't been to the, to the site yet at that time of day. And so you and I went for that walkthrough. And I stood there. And yeah, the, the, the sun was just above these oak trees. And it was just slamming. And it was in our face and then it was going to hit everybody watching because you know we were going to be backlit and so i said you left because you had something to do i said i'm going to stay here for another 15 minutes and wait and see when the the sun drops just perfectly and so i waited for 15 minutes and i delayed our wedding i pushed everything back 15 to 20 minutes just for the lighting so ken fuchs dennis for all the years we worked together you guys thank you for the uh, wisdom you imparted upon me uh because it it sunk in and it made for a beautiful photo (laughs) definitely produced our wedding and things i didn't think about like the microphone you were great about i think we were because we did have a videographer um, which I would recommend. Some people skip out on it. I was really glad we did it. And we kind of added it last I minute. I was against it at first and I, I'm glad we did it too. You know, why were you against it? I, I don't know. I guess I just, cause I want pictures. I, I love just good pictures. And so I just didn't think of the video of it all, but. It's expensive, but I think if nothing else, have somebody, have a friend in the, in mm-hmm. your audience, um, assign them to whip out their cell phone and film the vows because I know people who didn't do a video and they are so bummed that they weren't able to have yeah. like the vows and also toasts on camera because you kind of black out in the moment and then you sort of want to go back and, and actually process what people when said you later. you get to see, you know, other people watching and, and I, you know, especially with Austin, just us walking in 
together was seeing that video because you yeah. get to see, you know, I kind of looked around a little bit, but you don't get to see everybody's faces and you saw people like, oh, they were right there. And, no, yeah. um, so that, that was really special. But I'm so was, glad we did it. That was something I didn't think about was like the microphones that you thought about. Like I, because in Austin, I think you were mic'd, but I wasn't. Mm-hmm. And it was also about like, are we, which mic is just for people to hear versus what's for the videographers. Right. And I remember you were like, it's fine because my mic will pick her up. And I'm like, God, I'm so glad he's yeah. here right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, what do you think's harder to do? Let's wrap it up on this. Yes. Is it harder to produce a live wedding for television with guests and with the ceremony and all that or an award show? Hmm. It should be harder to produce a wedding because you don't have access to the to the stars. I mean, the the award show should be on its face a layup. You have the biggest stars in the world to play with. Mm-hmm. Show them. Show me stars. Let me see stars. Let me hear stars. It's why the Golden Globes used to be the darling of award season. All the stars are in one hotel. We're in one ballroom. We have champagne and caviar. They're loose. They're drinking. They're having fun. Get them on stage. Television, film, music, everybody is gathered together for one big moment. The Oscars is very niche. The Emmys, very niche. The Grammys, very niche. The Globes is the one that brings them all together, and they don't care. What used to be the Hollywood Foreign Press, they would say, we don't care. We want the big stars on our red carpet. We're going to celebrate this movies. Movies like Barbie used to not be celebrated, but the Globes will embrace that. And I think that that should be a layup to produce. So to fail it is to me a big injustice because I think it should be a great show. Weddings are hard because you only, you know, you may have kind of stars getting married, but then you it's hard to capture. I know. It's hard to make somebody's cousin like a really great TV moment. Yeah. yeah. And, and if you, Even if, if it's your funny cousin. Yeah, Aunt Sally <laughs> is funny to us at Thanksgiving, but is she funny to the world? You know what the best line of the Globes was? What? And I guarantee it was improvised, was when Will, Will Ferrell said, it smells like hot sushi in here. <laughs> It was because they were serving sushi for the first time. Someone had acknowledged that and that room looked so crowded. I kept thinking it looked so hot in there. And that's the thing. Put two, you have the most talented people in the world in that room. Yeah. Will Ferrell is one of the funniest people of all time. Give them a presenting moment. Give them a little bit to play with, but don't make them stick to the script too much because those improvised moments are great. Hot sushi. This this was the Golden Globes this year summed up in two words, hot sushi. Hot sushi. Like it's not, it's, you eat it, but it wasn't great. Yeah. Okay. Was, <laughs> filling station, hot sushi. Um, but we will see how the rest of award season goes. And it is good to be back with everybody. Um, I know we are, we are already into it, but happy new year. Happy 2024. I hope it is a fruitful, healthful wonderful, successful year for all of us. Thanks for being with us. We will do it again next time. We have a lot more to talk about. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram at the most dramatic pod ever, and make sure to write us a review and leave us five stars. I'll talk to you next time. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set 
in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new, and it's streaming now on Hulu. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Spentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Celebrate the end of your workday with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as another busy Wednesday flies by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. 